Welcome to another rep. Welcome back. Hey, I love this show. My name is Steve Hagan. I am the creator of this show. And the reason I love this show, I guess I'm a little selfish because I love this show because I love hearing everybody's story. Their story helps my story. And I think everybody's story helps each other's story. And this is another story. You're going to love this story. Matt Clark works. I don't even want to say works with Churchill Mortgage. I mean, he he is like deeply, deeply invested in Churchill Mortgage, which I love. I love that ownership factor. Uh, when you own something, you care for it more, and that that's that's Matt with this. And um, I want you to uh, lean in and listen to his story, how he got here, and how he's grown his role while he's been here, and. Um, another facet of his story, which I really want you to hear as well, is that he has a son that plays Division One football. He's a quarterback, and uh, that can be stressful sometimes, <laughs> especially if you're a parent. So I just want you to hear his perspective, perspective on that, and uh, let's just go. Let's go. So Matt and I were just talking about um, just – a lot of different stuff, but he said, you just lead the conversation and I'll just play along. So, you know what? Ready, fire, aim. Here we go. Ready, Matt. fire, aim. Welcome, obviously, welcome, first thing, to another rep. And um, the reason I like this show is because I get to hear everybody's reps. Yeah. And you got a lot of cool reps that you've had. And um, But before we get into all that, um, working here at Churchill, yeah. where'd you start? Where'd you grow up? And all those. Let's talk a little bit about those reps. Sure. No, I grew up in Massachusetts, Sturbridge, Massachusetts, to be specific, uh, which was a great place to grow up. Yeah. It was about an hour from Boston, two and a half hours from New York City, 45 minutes from Hartford, an hour from Providence. So where I grew up, I felt like I was in the middle yeah. of everything. Although we lived in a little country town, it felt like it was far away from yeah. everything. But I really did enjoy growing up there. You know, I, I wrote this morning, just this morning, I wrote a little bit about kind of my journey into the professional world. Matt writes all the time, and I'm going to get a link so you guys can read what he writes. He's, he's always doing an email in the morning for his uh, employees and friends on uh, in this company and friends outside this company. And I just, uh, I'll, I'll hook the link up sure, if you don't mind. Sure, that'd be mind. great. And we'll just do that, but go ahead, tell no, us. No, I just thought it was ironic that you asked how I grew up because I was just thinking about that this morning. You know, I was I was an athlete growing up like a lot of folks are, and I did pretty well with that. I did yeah. fine in school, but didn't love it. But yeah. I got out of college, and I went right into grad school thinking that was the right move for me. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't interested in <laughs> Where'd in you go learning. to college? I went to Stonehill College, okay. which is a small Catholic school just outside of Boston, and I found myself in grad school. You don't have that Boston accent. No, I got rid of that one. I had to kind of get uh, neutral. (laughs) You came to uh, Nashville, so you went. You you went through college, and then I went to college, moved here. Why'd you move here? You were going to be a country singer? No, (laughs) no, I was. I was the the short story. Yeah. is to find a southern woman and eat ribs. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my older brother had moved here a few years before go. I did. That's and I uh, visited him and just had a blast. Yeah. And thought this was a cool city. It was growing. 
Um, was that 30 years ago or so? Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been about 30 years. Wow. And here we He's are. He's only 33, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here we are. That's cool. So yeah. was this your first job? No, you know, I got a job at uh, an insurance company, CNA Insurance, when I moved here. Mm-hmm. And I worked pretty hard. There. Yeah. I showed up every day and did my reps. Yeah, there you as go. As you like to talk about. Yeah. And worked myself into a pretty good job. And then 9-11. Oh, really? And when 9-11 hit, it, um, the, the company I worked for had a lot of coverage on the World Trade Center. Oh, really? The physical buildings, a lot of the lives inside the building. We had a lot of group life coverage. Wow. And it took a, some huge losses. And so I remember, you know, we had to sell off a number of profitable divisions, mm-hmm. three of which I was a controller for at the time. Uh, to raise capital because insurance companies need capital. Yeah. So I worked uh, about 18 to 20 months um, chopping up and doing presentations and selling with the team uh, those businesses. And my reward was I was out of a job, (laughs) which was kind of an interesting time for me because I got to spend for the first time. Yeah, I, I, I left that job about a week before my kids were home. Mm-hmm. Uh, for summer vacation, and I got a job here at Churchill that started about a week after oh. they went back to school. So that summer, while it was really anxious, and I didn't know what was yeah. in store for me. As I look back, it was a gift because I got to spend uh, the summer, the only summer I've ever been able to spend uh, with my two boys. God said, hey, yeah. I'll put the brakes here. We'll pump the brakes for you, yeah. and we'll give you a little chance to... Uh, to get going. So then you started with Churchill Mortgage. What was your first job here? Well, Tell everybody what your job is now, <laughs> and then we'll rewind it. Yeah, I'm a chief operating officer. So okay. we, we, with um, the leadership team, we run the company. Yeah. And it's been a really, uh, truly rewarding experience. When I came in, we were going, going from being a mortgage broker uh-huh. to a mortgage banker. Okay, so let's talk about, you came in, how, how long have you been working here? 18 years. Okay, how many employees were here? Oh, 50. Okay. How many now? We're roughly 1,000. Okay. Yeah. We're so you've grown 1, this thing now. Well, we've grown. We've, we've got an incredible team. Yeah. That's, incredible that's leadership That's another team. reason why we're going to talk about team and how you build teams mm. and, and how you keep a team from not, not beating themselves. Right. Because a lot of teams can beat themselves. They right. get these self-inflicted wounds and then they can't go beat the opponent because they're beating themselves up so uh-huh. bad. So you came in, that, you weren't the chief operating officer to begin no, with. No, I so. came in as a controller. Okay. Because we didn't have any finance staff. We didn't have any any of the, the professional disciplines that we needed to to be a mortgage gotcha. banker. And so we had to build all of that from scratch, which was a, a truly a remarkable way to learn. That's fun. Yeah, and yeah. I was lucky enough to Might have, have some fun friends. when you were actually... <laughs> no, it was. It was fun. The whole journey has yeah. been fun. It's not been easy. No. But... When you love to work, yeah, and you love the people you work with and yeah. for, that's right. It is, um, it's worth you it. You probably don't. Mike Hardwick is the owner, yeah, and to me, it doesn't even seem like you work for him, you work with him. Yeah. You guys are like best friends, buddies, you know. I mean, you can tell people about your relationship with Mike better than I could ever, but it just seems like y'all are just buddies, you know. Here, here's, here's one of Mike's gifts. He loves people, yeah. and he knows how to do it well. He grew up in a pastor's home, 
he's been very successful in business and the reason he has been outside of just he's really smart yeah is that he is awesome with people and and he poured into me from day one so how still old pours was he me today when you got hired and how old were you when you got hired i was 32 and he was 52 okay so he's so he was kind of like years mentoring uh-huh. you and and in so many different and ways grooming you and getting you to uh where you could really help his business well yeah Grow yeah. and and you had the skills that he was looking for because he didn't want to be that guy, I, I guess. Yeah. Or we developed them together. I mean, yeah. <laughs> one of the, that's just one of the beauties of of having a great coach. Yeah, and a great mentor. Yeah, that cares enough about you to speak truth and coach and let you hit the field. Coaches look a, a lot of different ways. You know, they don't always look like the guy with the whistle around their neck. Right. They look like Jesus sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that's so cool because Mike is coach this business and then he's transferred the ownership to you guys to where you coach because that's what you're doing that's now. what i'm doing so yeah we've mike's got a, his oldest son lawson mm-hmm. is 32 <laughs> right stepping and, into your shoes and so part of my job is over the next 15 to 20 years yeah equip lawson to run the company and it's just been a real fun journey doing oh, that. Yeah. I, I feel so blessed to be bookended by Mike and his son because there's great wisdom coming from both directions, and I just get to participate. In yeah, that. but just that transference of ownership, you know, and you, I'm sure you feel like part owner of this company. Well, the truth is that the company is owned now 100% by the employees. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Mike transferred the ownership of the company See, to so the cool. employees over yeah. the last seven years and that's so cool that process has allowed everybody to not just feel like an owner but be an owner right and so, so every decision we make is is we keep in mind the fact that we're making them making those decisions for us and our families and yeah. our retirement plans and there's a lot of accountability that's so and cool. excitement with that that is cool that's very cool so let me transition to um, another thing that you guys do here in this company, you you do the mission trips. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about the genesis of that. Sure. How did that all begin? And um, let's just roll. Yeah. Let's go. About 13 years ago, um, a good friend of mine, Kevin McQuaig, who mm-hmm. was working with us at the time, came to me and said, I think we should do a trip somewhere. Was He, he was working he here. He was working Kevin here. Was. Uh-huh. And at the time... You're thinking, okay, let's go fishing. <laughs> yeah. No. He's like, I think we should do a mission trip. Okay. And I said, you know what, Kevin? I've always wanted to do that. And I know just the organization to connect with because I had a friend who used to be the um, one of the leaders of a foundation called the Shalom Foundation that did, built houses and community development uh, down in Guatemala City. In fact, okay. they, they built the very first children's surgery center in Guatemala City. And so I reached out to them, got connected, and we went on a trip. 13 years ago. 13 years ago. And we've so gone what was on that about first trip 13 like? trips since how then. Many, how many people went on that first that trip? First how did trip, you convince them to go with you? And how did Well, I didn't go? lead that first trip. That first trip, I just joined another trip that had like 20 or so people going from down to Guatemala. From this company or no, different from company? just all over. Okay. People I had learned local, been friends That's with locally, and that was awesome. Yeah. And so once we did that, then we started leading our own trip. And again, we invite people from our churches, from our communities, and we started inviting employees 
to where fast forward this year, you know, we've been to Guatemala, we've been to Haiti, we've been to Honduras. I can't, we built countless, built countless houses. We've put in countless latrines. We've built uh, community centers, medical clinics, um, you name it, yeah. schools. Yeah. And it's just been a real blessing. In fact, it's a, it's a, it's a week or to two weeks every year that I need because I'm human. Yeah. <laughs> and I get sucked into life. Yeah. And work and family and you know, you got to you got to retreat sometimes and this gives me the opportunity to just get sweaty, dirty, work hard and and service. truly serve people and connect with the Lord and connect with myself yeah. and the people that come with me. Uh, this year we're going out because of the, the COVID restrictions on travel and all that. Yeah. We've, we're not going uh, to Central America. We're going out to Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, to a place called Christian Recovery Houses, where they have several houses for recovery from addiction. Yeah. And we're building an addition um, to one of the houses to add uh, probably another seven or so beds and then we're building an outdoor kind of community place oh, so cool. for for them to just be together yeah and um this is one of the reasons i'm so excited about this year's my wife is coming and it's almost all employees oh that's cool. and so we have about 30 people uh going to do it this year and it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast so let's talk about that so at first it wasn't employees it was maybe a couple guys yeah and then and then it kind of evolves into a few more employees. So how does that, um, what does that do to your business? It's awesome. You know, it it really is. What's awesome mean to all our listeners? (laughs) Well, it's, so you, one, one of the, one of our core convictions, we've got several core convictions that we just run every bit of our life and business through. The first one is that I believe we were created to serve others oh, without exception. That's right. And I had to add without exception because after a while I started trying to figure out who is worthy of my service. And yeah. well, that's just an arrogant place to be. Yeah. And so it's consistent with our convictions as a business and yeah. as people within the business. And so when you go out and you serve together and you get dirty and yeah. nasty and sweaty and you do hard stuff together, much like that's playing it. football. Do hard you, stuff. You, you develop this camaraderie that's, that's right. difficult to explain unless you've experienced it. That's right. And friendships that you just can't peel apart, mm-hmm. right? It brings you together. When you're dumping bags of concrete on each other and you sweat, and, it's, it's yeah. I think about the people that I've served with. Yeah. And while they're employees, they're also some of my very best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what because they're part owners awesome. in this whole operation. They are, they and are. when you start to build that team, and you do events like that or service events like that, I should say, you really find out who your teammates mm-hmm. are. You really, you know, when you start bleeding and sweating and fighting and scratching and biting and mm-hmm. and trying to win whatever we're doing, whether it's building a house, the victory will be when it's done and we hand the keys. Mm-hmm. You know. You get to find out who's on your team and who's there, who's in. There have been some trips where we're in the middle of the week and it was hotter than I've ever been. Hotter and, than Guatemala. Um, <laughs> and you're carrying just rocks and bricks yeah. and, and concrete bags and blocks. You see what people are made of. Yeah. And quite frankly, it's caused us to 
not be friends with some people oh, when you get yeah. that and you're like, well, that person's not interested. Yeah. <laughs> and but these As people deeply are. Deeply interested. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it does. It's, it's, it's no a, different than a football team no or a, any kind of pro sports team. You can find out who's deeply interested really quick. You really can. You really can. And it's and it's no different. In, and we want to be, if you're so passionate like you are about this because you're ownership of this, you want to be surrounded by that same level of passion. And not everybody's going to give that to you, but well, you can sense it. Another, I mean, it's consistent. Uh, our second core conviction that we talk about is, I believe, in being the hardest working person in the room. There you go. And I want to be surrounded by people that also want to be the hardest working people in the room. And yeah. that creates momentum. And stuff gets done. That's right. And it gets done well. That's right. Because hard work is fun yeah. if you embrace it. That's right. And you grew up in Massachusetts, uh-huh. and one of the hardest working football players, probably Tom Brady. Amen. Are you a Tom Brady fan? Huge or Tom Brady okay, fan. Okay, so this dude, some of the guys that are playing in the league right now weren't born when he started playing uh-huh. in the league, which is crazy. But he goes down to uh, Tampa Bay, uh-huh. and his reputation is hardest working guy in the room mm-hmm. or on the field or in the classroom or in the film room or wherever it is, he's got that reputation. So then it permeates through the whole it team. It permeates through the whole team. And if you don't want to work at that level, you don't get to work on that team. That's right. And he pretty much goes, you know what? You're not working. Now. <laughs> right. You know, and he brought in guys that he knew he could win with. You know, he brought in some players and, and convinced the management that, hey, these guys can help us win games. Because this is all about winning games, right? This mm-hmm. is this business is um, your version of the Super Bowl. What, what, what would be your version of the Super Bowl here? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Because um, I can say, you know, I know the version of my Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. I, I, one of the beliefs we have here is that every family that we work with, that tr- every family that trusts us yeah. to work with them in their home loan, mm-hmm. deserves to get to a path and understand their path yeah. to what we call the real American dream of debt-free home ownership. There you go. And so our Super Bowl is when people finally reached a point in their life where they paid off their house and they don't need us anymore. Yeah. And that's why we exist because the world tells you you're always going to have a mortgage. You're always going to have a car payment. You're going to have student loans. You got to have credit cards. And it's a big lie. Yeah. It's a big fat lie. Say that again. Did you hear that? (laughs) Because they work real close with the Ramsey. I don't know if you work with them, but you're, you're tight. Your, your family is tight with the, with the Dave Ramsey corporation mm-hmm. uh, we're the very first advertiser when dave decided to get on the air 30 years there ago there you go and, and dave ramsey for all you people that don't know who he is he's like the king of eliminating debt mm-hmm. and and it starts with just consumer debt but then it goes into your biggest debt is usually your home mm-hmm. your mortgage that's what i appreciate about you guys so much that that you're not just selling mortgages you're selling uh, a vision and a lifestyle to I don't even think I don't even want to call it selling. I, I want to say you're you're extending an opportunity. We're giving hope. Yeah, right. Yeah, We're giving exactly. people safety, yeah. a safe place for their family, 
and financial safety because we coach them to do it right. That's right. And these, I'll tell you, families in this country, the number one cause for divorce yeah. is money issues. That's right. And if we can help them with money issues by trying to help let them understand not to chase the biggest house and borrow the most money and run the fastest and look the flashiest yeah. and really help them win yeah. with money, starting with how they finance their home and stay with them along the way until they ultimately get it paid off. Coach them. That's we coach them. Yeah, coach that, them up. That's hope. That yeah. gives people hope. It does because then you're not cramming a, a bad thing on somebody that's not that versed in it. I mean, you guys are the pros. When someone comes here, they're not pros. They just want this house. Right. But you guys are the pros, and so when you give them that coaching, you're giving them that honest, true, legitimate coaching. And if they accept it, they'll win. They, if they accept it, they'll win. We have, we have largely vilified financial education in this country to where you can go online, click a button, and rocket yourself to a mortgage you regret. Yeah. And we just don't want to do that. Yeah. We want to help you understand you got options. There's different ways to do it. Structure matters. And how does it fit with your lifestyle, your goals, your dreams, your family? And can we do this so that you're positioned to win? That's right. That's what what you want to do. You want to win. So your Super Bowl is to get as many people on that winning side, Mm -hmm. completely debt-free, paid off their mortgages so they can keep their families intact. Yeah, and enjoy the people we do it with. Right. This team is so important. Yeah. And it's hard to get on this team. Yeah. Because you're going to stay. It should be hard to be on this team. It should it should be hard to be on any team really, mm-hmm. but um, I I think it's if it's worth anything it should be difficult to be part of, and it just makes it more valuable to me when you get you it's kind of like um, you know how hard it is to be on that gold medal Olympic team. Mm. I mean, how many people have tried and raced and practiced and jumped and and did all those things, but they don't get the goal? Literally one in a million. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe more. Maybe one in ten yeah. million, you know. And that's such an honor. You know, it's like the gold jacket Hall of Fame in the NFL, a gold medal. And to to become part of this team – the team of value, it's not easy, and it shouldn't be easy. Mm -mm. You know, God's given us each unique talent. Yep. And we honor God by knocking it out of the park with the talent he gave us. That's right. And showing up every day, doing your reps. That's right. And glorifying him in the work you do. Give him praise for it when it's all... Before it's all said and done. Right. On the way. On the way. <laughs> You're doing Every it on day. the way. And that's what serving is when you guys go out and take take your team and you go serve and then, then you can come back and reflect on mm-hmm. that stuff. Let's uh, I'm gonna do a quick segue to Matt and Susan are also the parents of a division one quarterback. Yeah. And that's not an easy job. It's not an easy job to be the parents of anybody, <laughs> let alone a division one quarterback. And let's just talk about um, because, you know, I've coached football for a long time, played football, coached football. But um, honestly, I never talked to my parents about how they right. felt about going to the games. And so let's just talk about, you know, your mindset of traveling to the games, getting to the games and all that kind of stuff. And You know, people ask me about that all the time. It's not optional for us. Right. Period. I mean, we love that boy to death. Yeah. And we're really proud 
of the journey he's been on because you talk about, as you know, a difficult journey. It is, it is difficult. You have, you have some really high highs, but you got some really low lows. (laughs) And And sometimes you battle through all those by yourself. You do. And you got to grind through it. And so for the burden of traveling every weekend, you know, Five months, six yeah. months, every year, yeah, and not being is is light, yeah, because of the joy that, that comes from it. Yeah, and you know it's tough. We don't get to see them all the time when we're traveling, right? If it's an away game, we get to see him walk off the bus, and we get to see him after the game before he walks on the bus. I know for and eleven it's, minutes yep. while he's eating the chicken sandwich. Yeah, and it's worth it. Yeah, because it's those little moments that you're there. Yeah, and things that we always want to be a part of, and you know the hardest part is for us is kind of like any other coach it's the middle of the night phone calls mm. because he's dealing with something coaches said or he threw a, uh, an interception yeah. or something's not going the way you want it to go and he's beating himself up yeah. and what you really want to do is just wrap your arms around him <laughs> right. and take that pain away yeah and there's been a lot of those nights yeah and when you don't know what's next, right? You know, he went to junior college for a couple of years, and we spent two months waiting to figure out what's next in Oklahoma State calls. Yeah, and the joy that came from the 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 the, the valley that we were all in together, yeah, to the high of getting that call Absolutely. was just remarkable. And so, you know, being a parent. It's hard to be in the stands. Everybody's got a mouth and an opinion. <laughs> Everybody's the armchair quarterback. Yep, yeah. You make a bad read. You Why? make a bad throw. You miss a pass. You throw an interception. You fumble the ball. You, As a parent, you sit there. And Sometimes you, keep, you don't want to tell anybody no, what son is yours. Just keep your mouth until shut. Until he throws that touch. That's my boy. That's <laughs> it. And so it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. It's a crazy adrenaline ride and the highs and lows of it. You know, I've coached a lot of quarterbacks, and and one of my quarterbacks' moms would not go in the stadium at all. Yeah. Not because of the naysayers or the, the armchair quarterbacks, but she just said, I don't know if I can handle watching him. And so she'd listen to him on the radio, and I'm like, you have got to go in and, and watch him. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's it, like you said. God gifts your your children as well as they gift you, and your son has this gift that he can do this. You know how rare that gift it's is? It's unbelievable. It's so rare. It's so rare that he can stand in a pocket with these guys that are trying to hit him in the back of the head and take the thing that he's holding out of his hand, you know. And throw it with any amount of accuracy whatsoever. Oh, unbelievable. You know how we freak out like when we're standing over that little white ball that sits mm-hmm. on the tee and we got to just hit it down some grass, but no one's going to hit us in the middle no of the No one's running out. <laughs> exactly right. And these dudes are standing back there. Plus, wherever we're hitting it, it's pretty static. Like that fairway. It ain't moving. It's not moving. The dudes that, you know, Ethan's throwing the ball to, he's not only getting chased down for his life, he's got to deliver this ball right on time on the money, you yep. know, on time on target. And it's just a phenomenal skill that they have. And um, did you? When did you know that? That he? Yeah, he just he he just he was a baseball player growing up. He decided one day in high school, or I'm sorry, kind of going into high school, that he wanted to play football. 
He was a catcher, so he, we knew he had an arm. Yeah, oh, yeah. And a um, gun. he just decided to play football. And the thing about him is he is a grinder. Yeah. He's really smart. Yeah. But beyond that, he's a hard worker. And that's what it takes, no yeah. matter how talented you are. You've, I've, I've read, I've read what you you write all the time. In fact, I read another rep every day. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of the things that I pour into my daily disciplines come, Steve. Quite frankly, from things I've learned from you, from Mike, and other people I read. Reading yeah. is such an important part of growing right. and learning. Yeah, and absolutely, Ethan's a grinder. He reads. He's in the playbook. He's in the film room. He's in his Bible. Yeah. Right, he loves the yeah. Lord, and he knows that's 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 who he's playing for. Yeah, and that's a real encouragement. That's growth. That's growth. Yeah, and so you know, I always say it's hard to grow if you don't go. It's hard to grow if you don't know. Hard to grow if you don't go. And once you know, it's time to go. Sometimes you go and you don't know, and you get whacked. Yeah, but you're going. If you don't go, if you just sit, you know, you don't grow. You're just you sitting. And you've got to go and grow. That's why I, I know that's why Jesus said, hey, go make disciples. Go yeah. make something of yourself, but go yeah. make something else out of somebody else. Yeah, too. don't sit around and talk about me. Get out there and that's, do the work. That's right. Get that's why I dirty. love you guys. Go on these mission trips. You could just have a great mortgage company right here. Yeah. You could. And you do. We do. But you you continue to add to it and grow this team and grow the mentality of this team because Teams, if they don't go, they don't grow. They don't. And you've got to competition. Competition oh. is what really grows you. And it's not necessarily, you know, you're going to go serve in Guatemala versus some other mortgage company that's coming down in some other village in Guatemala. That's not the competition. The competition is in ourselves to actually, you know what, I'm going to go on this trip. I've never been on a trip. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on this trip. And, you know, you could raise, you can just give money. And oh, yeah. that's great. The work's going to get, the thing is, well, they don't need us to do the work. Right. Well, we're giving, we're raising the money. We're paying for the stuff. We hire a crew to work alongside us, right? And they're going to finish what we don't get done. Yeah. But it's going yeah. and it's doing. And like you said, that's what grows our heart. That's what grows our relationships. That's yep. what grows us as people. Yeah. And it's in that work. Yeah. That's, and it, that's exactly right. And so Ethan goes, and he goes to Oklahoma State, and he's in the mix. He's in this competition. And day. when you're on that big stage under those bright lights, and you got you know 80,000 people, you got to ignore the noise. Keep yeah. playing forward. Yep. Ignore the noise. Ignore the naysayers. Ignore the, ignore the good as well as the bad. Because the good only lasts for a second. The bad only lasts for a second. You have to follow the Father, and you've got to understand what this is all about. And you're growing yourself, and you're making yourself stronger, and the lion in you is coming out. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get this lion in you to not only be tamed for the times where we need to be tamed, but also trained for the time it needs to fight. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about I love about any kind of sport for that, for any matter. I mean, the tennis players out there by himself, you know what kind of self-talk they got to go through? Mm-hmm. You know, at least in the team, we got a locker room. We can be in the locker room and do that stuff. You know, I love the way you put that. You got to get, you got to unleash 
that mm-hmm. line in you. You got to be bold and you got to fight. Sometimes you you got to scratch and yeah. and punch and fight. The Bible says the Lord equips you. That's right. For battle. That's right. Which means we know we got battles. Yeah, and, and they're, they're coming. And they're they're coming. And the stronger strong warrior we are, the bigger the battle That's we right. can fight. That's right. I love that. What does another rep mean to you? And then, because um, I know you've read that, but um, sometimes it's just like whatever. So, you know, we talk about that. And I know what it means to me, but. Um, just, well, I, again, I hate to keep coming back, but I, we are a belief centered group. And I yeah. love to share one of our core convictions that we talked about the last one is that mornings matter. How you, how you start every day, yeah. it, it will directly affect how you win Perfect. each day. And so I'm going to stop reps. you right there. Yeah. Go through all three again for the the listeners. Those three cores that you have. Oh, those we've got six. So okay, I'll, talk, do all I'll, six I'll, I'll whip them. through them. I, yeah. I believe we were created. Mm-hmm. There is a God. I'm not Him. Yep. To serve others without exception. Believe in being the hardest working person in the room. Believe in being the expert. Being the expert means constantly learning. Mm-hmm. I was an arrogant person in my younger days, where I thought I knew everything, and yeah. I failed a lot of things because of it journey of learning, surrounding yourself with people that are better than you and finding mentors. Those are all parts of being yeah. the expert. You need all three. Uh, leave people better for the encounter. Every opportunity we have to, con- to connect and interact with another human being is an opportunity to leave them better off than we found them. Yeah. That's another core conviction. Do the next right thing. You make a mistake. It's okay. Whatever you do next is what's most important. Always right. what's next is what's most important, whether it make a mistake or life just kicks you in a place you don't want to be kicked. That's right. <laughs> right? Get happens. Up. It happens. Yeah. Get up and hit your next best shot. Yeah, that's right. right? Make You said it earlier. As a, you got to make that next throw. That's you can't right. worry about what happened before. Right. Keep and playing forward. The last one is mornings matter. Have a great morning routine. I like to say win the battle for you first Yeah. so that you can go out and fight for other people. See, I love that because – I say this all the time. You want to change the team? Change yourself first. Mm-hmm. You want to fix the team? Fix yourself fix first. You. If you're jacked up, you can't help the team. You gotta be. You gotta be sound. You gotta be where other people look at you and and don't look at a guy that's all jacked up. Mm-hmm. I've been jacked up, and I'm, some people might look at me today and say <laughs> yeah. that dude's jacked up. But I I'm not trying to be jacked up anymore. You know, at, at times I was unintentional. I would say, yeah, and I would just be doing what I was doing. Do what's convenient. Now I'm That's... so much more intentional, and because of the reps that I get. every morning, yep. is a, is a new morning, and every morning we're all human. We we go to bed with things and concerns and anxieties, and every morning is an opportunity to reset. So yeah. every single morning, I read. I read. Another rep. Yeah. I read two other devotionals and I read my Bible. You get a lot. I, I it doesn't take forever. I just spend yeah. about twenty th- minutes or thirty minutes reading. I write. Yeah. I'll journal things about yesterday, what I'm doing today. I'll make notes yep. from what I'm reading and I'll write out prayer. The third thing I do every morning is pray. Yeah. Grateful heart. Got to get to a position of a grateful heart and be yeah. thankful because some days you don't wake up with like you such want a grateful to, heart. <laughs> right. So that's going to be intention. And then I exercise yeah. every single day. Period. Yeah. And I think how you do something is how you should do it. Yeah, everything. and so when you're done with that, you're in a pretty good place for others. Yeah, I like to say every single morning I need to do three things. Fall head over heels in love with my Savior. Fall head over heels in love with my wife. Mm. And fall head over heels in love with myself. There you go. And if I can do those three things every single day yeah. without exception, 
I'm in a pretty good spot. You are. You're in a good spot. We need to have a repeatable winning process, mm-hmm. and that's yours. It is. And everybody needs to find. It's not a repeatable process. It's not just a winning process. It's a repeatable winning process. And when you establish that and then you hone that, then you start to win mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. And that's when you can hold up the trophy at the end. But if you're random at this, random's not going to get you those victories, not going to okay. get you that feeling of what you have, that feeling of I served well, I prayed well, I work well, I love well. I do all these things well, and I'm continuing because I'm intentional. I yeah. love to do. Lets that. me show up. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey man, so great having you on another rep. I just am so excited to get this published and put out there because I believe this, and I think you do too, that um, everybody's story can help your story. Yeah, I believe that. And your story, the people that are going to hear this are just going to be so blessed from this. Uh, I know I am just sitting here. I got to know you on a deeper level. Um, and so it's just it's just fun to do this stuff. Yeah, you know, they say experience is oftentimes the best teacher, but I think other people's experiences are even more times the better teacher. Yeah. Because we don't have to make mistakes to learn. We can. I can learn from things you've gone through. Right. If I'm just open-minded enough to care enough to listen yeah there you go another rep with matt clark i love that thanks thank you steve thank you coach All all right hey thanks again matt i love having you on the show i love your ministry i love your i love your mission work you know i know you're selling mortgages but you're doing way more than that it's a ministry and it's it's great and you're out in the mission field and I think everybody that listens to this show, if you, you don't already do this at your job, at your work, encourage your boss, or if you're the boss, go do it. I just think it's awesome. And uh, if you like this show, hit subscribe, hit like, share it with your people, and let's just keep repping. Let's keep repping. I'm out. <laughs>